As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning. You're listening to Insight, a show about empowering our community. I'm Lorraine Ballard-Morrill. I know people who've won a Pulitzer Prize, but the Pulitzer Award presented for audio reporting in 2022 was something special. When I first met former juvenile lifer Suave Gonzalez nearly 30 years ago, behind the walls of SCI Greaterford, like many activists that I met there, I saw a leader, a person who wanted to and was making a difference in the work he was doing with his organization internally and also with fathers and children together. Fast forward, 2022, Suave is out thanks to a Supreme Court decision that led to the release of many juvenile lifers. He is now heading up a returning citizens program at Community College of Philadelphia, selling his amazing artwork, and now is the recipient of the Pulitzer Prize, the 2022 award named the podcast that traces his journey, Suave, from Futuro Studios and public media organization PRX, the winner in the audio reporting category. So I am so pleased to introduce some of the folks who are part of this. Certainly Suave Gonzalez is here, Julieta Martinelli and Maggie Freeling. They are among those who are part of the producing and hosting aspect of this podcast and uh, all recipients. The one person we are missing is Maria Inahosa, president and anchor of Futura and executive producer of Suave the podcast. Suave, when you heard you're getting a Pulitzer Prize, what was your reaction? I was like, hallelujah, because to me, to be working around Maggie and Julieta and to know that they getting that prize for producing my story, I, I don't have no words for it, right? And just to understand, to put it in context, to have two Latinas, right? Latinas, Win that war with my story, which is Maria and Julieta. A lot of people are forgetting that Julieta is Latina too. You know, so Maria, I love her, I respect her, but she's not the old, the second Latina. It's three Latinas that won that war in that category, and include Julieta. And then we got Maggie too. So what I'm saying to the people is you never know who you're going to meet in life. You never know who's going to believe in you and push you. Because I remember when that podcast was being recorded, Maggie was like a renegade. Julieta was knocking in people's doors and leaving letters. And we talk about the Badlands, Second and Somerset. Those in Philadelphia know what Second and Somerset is, right? And Julieta and Maggie was up there by themselves, tracking down witnesses. And so they earned this. This is not something that they was given to us because of luck. This was something because they put the work in and we won. 
Well, let's talk to Julieta and Maggie. Julieta, so again, I know that it was amazing to receive a Pulitzer Prize. And uh, Maggie, I, I understand that you all were not exactly sure you were going to even apply for it, but you went ahead and mm-hmm. did it anyway. And mm-hmm. then, boom. So, Maggie, what was your reaction? Julieta, what was your reaction? Start with you, Maggie. <laughs> I don't think I've ever fainted in my life, but I definitely got a little faint and had to like step back. And I handed my phone to my friend and was like, what, you know, we didn't know we actually applied. We didn't know we were nominated. So it was incredible to find out, like really. Yeah. Yeah. Julieta. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was recording something and my phone was on silent. And when I looked at my phone again, I had like a bunch of notifications saying congratulations. And I like, my coworkers were like, you won. I'm like, I won what? What did we win? Like, I couldn't believe it. And I called uh, Suave and I called Maggie and both of them were also like, wait, no, this isn't real. So yeah, it was, it was totally surreal. We didn't know we were finalists and we weren't watching the awards. So we were the last ones to find out. Suave, this whole journey started so many years ago when you were at Greaterford and you connected with Maria Inahosa. I wonder if you could just share that story of how you guys initially connected so many years ago and how that really changed the course of your life. I mean, it was 1993. I just finished coming out of solitary confinement, seven years. Another gentleman gave me a radio. I only had two stations, and it was one of the stations that Maria was on, WHYY. And I used to hear it. I was like, oh, man, they got a Latina on the radio. Back then to hear a Latina voice on the radio was unheard of. So I begged the people, yo, y'all got to get her for the graduation. So they got her, but they told me, you can't go. You're not graduating from nothing. Plus, you're a high-risk prisoner. We don't want you nowhere near nobody. So I said, okay. When the day came, you know, I looked who was the guards. You know, I'm, I'm in a grateful state prison with a bunch of corrupt guards. That means I could get in. So I told the guard, listen, I'll give you $20 if you let me in. He was like, if you get caught, you're on your own. And I sat in the bench and Maria was speaking and I was sitting there to, to her husband. And it just felt like everything that she was saying was geared at me. And I just felt guilty because I had a pocket full of weed. So I got up, went to the bathroom, flushed my weed. Then I was like, oh, my God. I just flushed my whole hustle down the toilet. <laughs> but, you know. Maria was talking and I just felt like she was talking to me. Mm. And when she got up, I'm like, yo, what can I do? I'm, I'm in jail. I'm serving life. The reason I never asked her for help was because I understood what a life sentence is. And Maria can't get a life for out of jail in Pennsylvania. So that was like, she don't need to know about my case. All I need to know is what can I do? What, what I was really looking for was like a pen pal, somebody that, I could write to the little bit of words that I know and then send me a book and send, you know, Maria turned around and sent me a box of books from her office and a magazine, a Latina magazine that had her on the list. So I started, just started paying guys, yo, can you read this to me? Cause I want to know what she was writing. Right. And the so guy you were, read it. weren't able to read at that time. I wasn't able to read. So the guy read her book mm. for a pack of cigarettes. And I mastered that book to the point where I knew every page in that book. But it was an experience that I encourage people because I always tell people, you never know who you're going to meet. And you guys connected at that graduation ceremony at Greaterford, but you stayed in touch over many decades. And at some point, 
Julieta, tell us tell us about the origins of the podcast because I know that um, Maria had the opportunity to interview Suave over the course of years. So tell us more about how the podcast evolved itself. Well, I think I, w- I would like Maggie to take that on because Maggie was the first producer who heard the Suave tape, who had the opportunity to to sort of like look at all this this and and think about whether there might be something there. Okay. Yeah. So, so 2018, I was the producer at large at Latino USA with Maria and, you know, she trusted me as her producer and said, Hey, look, I have all this tape. We're finally going to turn this into something. Listen to it and tell me if there's something here. I listened and said, yeah, there's something here, but I can't listen to hundreds of hours of tape by myself. This is an impossible feat. I need a team if you want this to happen. And that's when I brought in Julieta. Um, I hired her. I looked at her resume. She had a criminal justice background. She worked doing juvenile life or stuff. This was the project for her. And once I brought her in, it was it was like magic. She and I went through all the tape and tried to figure out, you know, what is the story here? As Maggie was saying, uh, you had the opportunity to listen to hours and hours of tape that Maria Inahosa had collected over a number of different years, speaking to Suave over the course of his sentence uh, at Greaterford. And I wonder, as you began to unpack all of this, what was the story that was coming out? And and this is also for Maggie as well. What was starting to, to step forward and speak to you as the story that eventually became this podcast, Suave? Yeah, I think there were like two things there for us. One was we wanted Suave to tell his story. You know, we didn't want to sort of like take Suave's story and tell it for him, right? Like, I think it was important to both of us that Suave had agency and that Suave was able to to tell his story like in a really honest way. And for us to, through his story, to be able to attack, you know, a lot of the racism, the systemic inequality in the system, to be able to sort of um, really do some accountability reporting at the same time that we were telling his story. But I think Maggie and I both, like, as we listened, we were like, wow, Maria is, is so involved, <laughs> right, with this project. And this was actually a conversation that I think Maggie had before I, I came on the project. Of course, I'll let Maggie tell it. But I think we both realized that, like, there was something here that was that was powerful, which was, like, this story about the connection that we make with people and how complicated it is to be a journalist and how complicated it is to sort of navigate that gray area between, like, being a source but actually caring about somebody. And I, I think for me personally, I have a lot of incarcerated sources. I also have a lot of friends who are incarcerated. And so I think like for me, it was really important that that we show like that humanity, that human aspect, because we're not robots. Like I deeply care about the people that I talk to who are incarcerated as human beings. I, I don't see them as sources. And so I think there was this complicated like ethical question that that we thought we needed to tackle in the podcast. Yeah, and uh, I'd like to get back to Maggie in a second, but Suave, as as you began to be a part of this podcast series that was forming, a lot of things were happening in your life, right? Because the Supreme Court decision came down, and then you were released, and then you were back, and I mean, it was it it was not necessarily a smooth transition, right, into into the outside world. Uh, but the, all of this was happening while this podcast was being produced. And I wonder if you can talk a little bit about, you know, how you're re- relating to someone trying to tell your story. 
Well, to me, it was it it was kind of easy because from the very beginning, Maggie and Julieta demonstrated that they wasn't trying to sensationalize the story. You know, there was like, this is your voice. Tell it how you want to tell it. So they allowed me to keep uh, my truth the way I wanted to tell it. Now, and, and, and in the process, I was going through a bad marriage. I was going through all these stuff, but but I never shared that with them. I should have, but I never shared that with them. You know, I was still trying to adjust to what being free really means. Yeah. And I think it was Maggie that called me out on it when I think we was recording the last episode and Maggie was like, oh, something is wrong here. What's wrong here? And that's when I told him, like, yo, I took I took a case because of the cold of the streets because I didn't want to snitch on somebody. And. Like I said, I think that for me, not being able to sensationalize the story gave me all the trust I needed in them. And if it wasn't them, I probably wouldn't do it because they when they had that mic in front of me, it just felt like I was just having a conversation with Maria. And that was the good thing about it. It wasn't like take one. It was what you heard was like what it was what was being recorded at the time. It wasn't no script to it. It wasn't stop and do it again. It was organic and it was real. And they treated the story with the utmost respect. And that's what made me open up and just say, let's put it all out there. Mm. Maggie, um, as Julieta was was indicating, there's kind of a line that, uh, you know, a journalist who follows a story sometimes gets to know that subject of the story. And the line between being the subject of a story and and being really involved with that person and being a friend, uh, sometimes it's it's a gray area, uh, clearly, and I certainly have been there myself. So how do you handle that? And and what is this? What is the lesson that is there? Because, you know, we talk about journalism, we talk about objectivity, and I'm using air quotes. um, But the truth is, there is no truth, truth. So tell us more about the the truth and how you shaped it from the perspective of this podcast and and how you saw all the, the pieces come together. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know, it was something that we all grappled with this with, you know, was this idea of objectivity, which is why, you know, Maria didn't didn't host it. And and we had someone holding her accountable. But, you know, it's something that I, I almost wish we did go into a little more was like 
talking with Maria about that. You know, I had a friend after the fact say that objectivity was something created hundreds of years ago by white men. When we started journalism, there was no, you know, people of color reporting at the time and, and, and women and, you know, people who have emotions, there was nothing, you know, at the time to, to grapple with these things. And I'm a teacher as well. I'm a professor and I teach my students, you know, this is evolving. It's changing. And, Again, like you did the air quotes, objectivity. Um, what does that even mean anymore? You know, we didn't put anything in here that we feel was biased. We had very hard talks to Suave about, look, we have to put this in here. So I don't think, you know, anything we did was not ethical or not objective, but we still maintained a strong relationship and, and care and love for Suave the whole time while staying truthful to the story. And I think that's very possible. And I, and I think more journalists should do that. And Maria is really someone who's spearheading, you know, using humanity for journalism. And that is who I learned from all the way back in 2015. And, and Julieta does the same thing. So, you know, the, the industry is definitely evolving. And I think our win really, really shows that. Julieta, one of the things that has been a criticism is that maybe not enough time or not as much effort has been made to talk about the, the victim tell us more? Yeah, I wanted to make sure to bring that up because I think it's something that we've heard once or twice, but it I think it matters a lot to us as a team. You know, we spent a lot of time trying to track down um, his family. We, we sent letters, you know, ran background checks, even went to cemeteries to, to try and convince them to give us a phone number uh, for a father or a mother. Um, and, you know, our letters were not returned. The, the doors were not open. And we came back multiple times to and left notes at the door explaining who we were and what we were trying to do. And I think at some point we started feeling like, you know, we also didn't want to like bring up this trauma. You know, we wanted to warn them. We wanted to give them an opportunity to have something to say, you know, because, you know, we, of course, we wanted to create the space for them as well, because we understand that this is a terrible, terrible loss that families maybe never, ever recover from. Um, but we also just we never heard back. And we felt like if we kept pushing, it might be even more traumatizing for the family. So at some point we had to have a conversation and say, OK, you know, we've tried. Um, Danny's family maybe does not want to have anything to do with this, understandably. And so we kind of backed up. Yeah. And Julieta, just to touch base on something that you did talk about, which is that telling the story of someone who is incarcerated, uh, people who have made mistakes in life. As a society, we're very judgmental, right? And pretty hard line in terms of what we think is the proper way to handle people who've broken the law. And yet I have seen, as you have, all of you have seen, that people have potential and that they're human beings and that we can't just look at them as the worst day of their lives, right? And and so I think that's, it sounds like that's a little bit of what you're going for is to be able to see the humanity of people that give people a better idea of these are human beings that have, that we have more in common with than we don't. Yeah, I think I'm like infinitely grateful for Maria's humanity because if this connection that Maria and Suave had, this openness, this honesty, we can't fake that. These are recordings that were made 10 years ago, right? So we're working, we're kind of working with material that's already there. And I think like what made, you know, what allowed Maggie and I to work the way that we'd like to work, which is with heart, is the fact that Maria 
always had a heart and her relationship with Suave was always, it was complicated, right? Like it, it was complicated. It wasn't, it was very messy, but at the same time, there was so much heart and so much emotion there. And like, you know, you can't fake the funk, right? Like it's real or it's not. And I think in terms of reporting and journalism to sort of like piggyback on what Maggie said, there's this assumption, right? That because you are system affected or because you've lived through certain experiences, you're somehow biased. But I like deeply believe that the best reporting comes from people that understand the subject intimately. So like, you know, if you have incarcerated loved ones, if you, you know, if you've grown up in a community that has been over-policed or, you know, if you've had all this contact with police, there's things that you know that maybe a, a reporter or a journalist who's been in a more sheltered environment doesn't know. And that doesn't make you biased. That makes you know the story better. And that means you can tell the story with more nuance. I understand as a human being that you can both make mistakes and still be a good person. I have loved ones who are incarcerated who have done things that are not good, but at the same time, that doesn't erase the good that they have. And like, I wholeheartedly, deeply believe that everyone deserves an opportunity. I believe that people are complicated and that for so long, the media has sort of portrayed this two-dimensional images of people that are incarcerated, people that are in the immigration system. And I think one of the biggest reasons that that has happened is because journalists have been sort of like parachuting and looking at the issue from the outside without actually understanding the people that they're reporting on. So I think for me with Suave, what I feel the most proud of is the award is amazing and it feels great. And I know like we're all so happy about it. But um, I think like the most important thing is the fact, like Maggie said, that this shows that it's okay to be who you are, to bring all of yourself. Maria always says this, bring all of yourself into your work. And I think like that's really the only way that I personally would want to do journalism. I think Maggie is the same. Suave is always suave. And the rest of our team, I think like all of us really believe that we went into this with the thought that, yes, we're making a podcast, but more than making a podcast, we really want to make a statement and we want to say something about the criminal legal system. And thankfully, Suave was game. Suave was in an extremely hard position to be vulnerable like that, to allow your worst moments to be put into a podcast for people to judge. I don't know if I could do that. And there, we wouldn't have been able to do it if, if Suave hadn't been willing to, to sort of trust us and to allow you know his, his best and worst moments to be put out there. But again, I'm going to say this, right, that that counts because the people around, which it was you, Maria and Maggie, really gave me a space for me to feel like I was telling my own narrative instead of just having somebody saying it for me. Just said, tell your story. And the message that I want to send to the people that's probably hearing this, the people on lockdown, people still trying to get out. Don't be afraid to stand on your truth no matter what it is, right? You can't f lie to Maggie and Julieta or a good journalist that's going to go deep into your story. You can't just tell them, oh, yeah, this happened in because they're going to research it. So stand on your truth and own it and own it. And I always tell Maggie, I always tell Julieta that if we're going to do this podcast, we cannot forget about the victims in the case. Regardless of the circumstances, regardless if I pulled the trigger or didn't pull the trigger, a young man, life was taken. And as a grown man, I take responsibility for that, regardless of the circumstances that happened in court. Because I could sit here and tell you the court did me wrong. They didn't give me a chance to defend myself. At the end of the day, 
we cannot forget about the victims in this case. And when they was willing to do that and give the victims space and honor our victims, I was all game for it. It don't matter. My words night, my words dead cannot compare to the victim in the case. This is not just a win for Maggie or Julieta or Maria. This is a win for every victim advocate out there, for every advocate out there, for every reporter like you, Lorraine, that's been going into Gratisville and Phoenix for 30 years, for, for the Latino community in Philadelphia. This podcast is recorded entirely in Philadelphia. It's a Philadelphia story, you know, for those that don't know. This is a story for every little kid that was told you would never learn how to read or write. You would never amount to nothing. Look at us now. Not only have we won the Polestar Award, we won the IDA Award. So it's like back-to-back championship for any team. This is what this feels like. And they did it with a story that a lot of people didn't think had merits in the conversation of reforming the system. Well, you know, from the beginning, too, it was the whole office didn't know if there was a story there. I mean, that's why it took so long to get done, because everyone was doing juvenile justice, juvenile life for stories, you know, after Miller versus Alabama, you know, everyone in 2016 was doing stories like that. So when when Maria said, you know, turn this into something, I'm looking and I'm like, there's already so many stories about this. How can we do something different? You know, what can we do that's different? Is there something different? And it was definitely a struggle to figure out, you know, what what we had. And that really came with listening to the tape and listening to the intimacy that Maria and Suave had and realizing it was different than anything else that was out there. Well, when you think about it, it's like um, it's like a piece of clay or a, a big piece of marble. You chip away at it, you know, like the, uh, the Michelangelo's David. You know, somewhere in there, there's an amazing looking dude. You know, there's a beautiful form oh, thank there. You. Thank and- you. Talk about me. Thank you. Well, you know, you all chipped it away and you found the figure inside, the beautiful figure inside that became this seven part series. Suave, a seven part podcast series about the criminal justice system that sentences juveniles to life in prison, especially young men of color. And of course, this story follows David Luis Suave Gonzalez from boy to man exploring incarceration, redemption, and the often unusual relationship between a journalist and a source when I think about it. And Suave, as you've said so often, telling the story of how you just come out of solitary confinement. You snuck your way into a graduation ceremony at Greaterford. You made your way over to Maria Inahosa, who is the keynote speaker. And from that one encounter, a whole life changed and evolved in ways that really is a lesson to us all, that anything can happen when you open yourself up to possibility, when you just say yes, you, you go for it. And uh, and you have. And now you are the head of this returning citizens program at Community College of Philadelphia. You're an amazing artist. You're also co-host of a podcast. Tell us the podcast is. Oh, Death by Incarceration. If you haven't subscribed yet, scroll down to that button and hit and subscribe and like. <laughs> and if you haven't heard the Swabby podcast, hit that, too, because there's more big things to come. But I just want to close with this, Lorraine. Yes. I want to send my sincere thanks to Maggie, Julieta, and Maria, right, for allowing me to be in your space because 
I would not be able to host death by incarceration if it wasn't for the skills I stole from y'all. <laughs> and also to all my brothers and sisters and SCI Phoenix, Magic, Ali, Freddie, Eddie, and all the brothers, they mold me into the person that I am today. You know, because a lot of people forget it's a whole lot of people behind this, right? They play a part in my growth before I even met Maria. And those brothers that I mentioned deserve a chance to come home. And to the wonderful Aisha Richardson, who gave me a place to live when I first came home. And to you, Lorraine, I sincerely thank you for always supporting the brothers, for always being there, for allowing me into your house. As everybody knows, your husband is like one of my mentors, good friend of mine. And I would not be at community college working if it wasn't for him pushing. Like, dude, you need to be here with us. So thank you. And to the whole Philadelphia, you never know who's amongst you. And to the brothers coming home, never give up. Never give up. Because when you give up, it's done. If you don't give up, you still have a chance. And if you don't believe it, tune in to the Suave Podcast. Tune in to Unjust and Unsolved. Tune in to Julieta's work. And you will see that these wonderful young woman is carrying the torch in justice reform. Maggie, you wanted to add something? I just want to make sure we don't forget our editors and sound designer. Yes. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Marlon Bishop and Andre Quinn, who are our editors. And we absolutely cannot have done this without them. And also to Steph LeBeau, who is the sound engineer. She is absolutely amazing. And all the beautiful sound you hear was done by Steph. So I just want to make sure that we give a shout out to them as well. Suave Gonzalez, host and creator of Death by Incarceration, of course, the subject of the Suave podcast. Maggie Freeling, who's host and producer, reporter at Unjust and Unsolved, and also a producer of the Suave podcast, Julieta Martinelli, journalist, producer of the Suave podcast, senior producer at Latino USA, Maria Hinojosa, who's not here, but is the president and anchor of Futuro Media Group Studios, executive producer of Suave Podcast, and the spark and the inspiration for this entire project, this podcast, which has received a Pulitzer Prize, which is the highest award that journalism gives. Thank you all for everything that you have done and for creating this remarkable series. Thanks so much. You can listen to all of today's interviews by going to our station website and typing in keyword community. You can also listen on the iHeartRadio app, keyword Lorraine with one R. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lorraine Ballard. I'm Lorraine Ballard Morrill, and I stand for service to our community and media that empowers. What will you stand for? You've been listening to Insight, and thank you.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.